Hey y'all, welcome, welcome back, back to Crime, Crime Critics and Chaos. Chaos. My name is Shivani. And I'm Shaylin. And, and we're, we're your hosts. hosts. Y'all, Shivani is back with us. Oh my God, I am so happy that you're back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> oh, come on. You totally enjoyed Michael. I did, and a lot of people did. So we definitely going to have to see much more of Michael, but I did miss you. Oh, I did miss you. But Michael did so well, and he definitely, um, of course, he's, he cannot take your place. But <laughs> he did a really, really good job. He did. I actually enjoyed um, listening to the episode because I loved the interaction that the two of you guys mm-hmm. had. Um, and I actually had, I actually made notes. You did. Um, I did, and I wanted to make a few comments. Um, regarding y'all's hot seat time, of course. Um, first, I also do not like pineapple <laughs> on my pizza. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> oh, God, no. But I am with Michael on the grits. I cannot stand grits. Okay, so some agreement there. Some, some yeah, there. some agreement. But it, and it's also because of the texture. I know you guys had that conversation about textures on food. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, completely with him on that. I cannot stand grits because of the texture. Um, but I also don't like oatmeal. So, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, so. but okay. I think it is because of the texture for sure on the foods. I love grits, though. I know, I love but grits. do you like your grits flavored? Well, my grits has to have butter, salt, and pepper, and like a lot of people like sugar in their grits, and I, I don't too much care for that. But I don't like. I'm not against it. Yeah, I've tasted it before. It's actually pretty good, but it's not better than my butter and salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think grits is grits without butter in in the first place, right? But... Like you gotta put some butter in there. <laughs> But you guys did super well. Um, I really loved the interaction between you two. And yeah, you're right. We, we're definitely going to have to bring Mike back for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of people love that episode with Mike because he brought a lot of perspective. Like, And mind y'all, y'all, he's not a true crime person. Right. So it was so interesting to see, like to hear him be on a episode talking about a case. Right. And that's what really got people intrigued by the whole episode. So we're going to have to see more of him. He, he did great. One thing I've realized is throughout the couple of episodes that were probably not a couple we recorded plenty but (laughs) (laughs) out of what like the 18 episodes that we recorded so far Mm -hmm. um I've kind of noticed that you and I think in a very similar way Mm -hmm. and Michael's way of thinking is a little bit different than ours yeah and 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 I like that because it's it's a different perspective than than what you and I are used to so I loved having that different pathway um, into looking at things so that was very interesting he's very smart and uh, with that case in general, because he was talking about Dallas, and he said he knows a lot about Dallas. Right. So it was really like, oh, my God, like, he really knows his stuff. Like, right. you know, so it was <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to have him on the episode. And, again, we're going to definitely have to bring him into more episodes in the future. He's actually looking forward to it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad that he enjoyed it. I actually want you, uh, all three of us, to do one together. Yes, maybe our <laughs> finale. Ooh. Wink, wink. Mm. <laughs> All right. We'll see, y'all. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for friend or foe? I am ready for friend or foe. All right. Go ahead. All right. So this would be level one. <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> when is my birthday? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Your birthday is coming up. Yes. It's going to be next week. So yes. for those of you guys who don't know, <laughs> her birthday is going to be next week. And we're, that's the day that we're going to do her gender reveal. Yay. So you guys stay tuned. Um, Please. 
so that way you guys can find out the gender with her and all of us together. Yay. And I'm super excited for you to find out what the gender is. Oh my god, it's gonna be on Facebook. We're gonna do a Facebook Live and we're also gonna do like a private Zoom call for the family. Mm-hmm. And even if you miss the Facebook, we're gonna just post a video anyway, so you'll be able to see it. May 30th, guys, mark your calendars. Yes, May mark 30th. your calendars. <laughs> all right, your turn. My turn. Okay. Let's see. Um, which foreign country did I last visit? I mean, India wouldn't necessarily be a foreign country, so I can't say that. But I don't know where she visited. Um, it was. It, I guess it's a foreign country, but that wasn't the last one. So the last foreign country that I visited was Mexico. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why like did you three, visit Mexico three years ago, like right before I started the job that I'm working at now. Oh, I gotta saw you into India recently. Mm-mm. No. Oh. Nope, that was back in 2019. (laughs) Yeah, that was was your family, your mom. Yeah, my mom did. Yeah, or my both my parents did. Yeah, um, because my grandma passed away. Yeah, um, sorry. In 2020, that's okay. She's in a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that they both went. Um, and then I want to say my mom went back for another wedding for my cousin's wedding. Yeah, that's last year. My bad. Yeah, I haven't been went back. And I probably will never go back. Why? I'm not a huge India person, y'all. <laughs> I just Elaborate, please. I can't do the environment. I First of all, I have really bad allergies. Um, and India is like the most polluted country that exists in the world. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I would, if I go there, it'd probably be for like a week type thing. But I just have no. I mean, no, that's long enough, though. I just have no. Well, it takes like a whole day or two days to go and two days to come back like oh, with yeah. fights and stuff so I don't know I just have no reason to go like my whole entire family is here yeah, so I, I just have literally like my house in India is completely empty really so yeah there's you still just, have a house in India yeah we my dad Aww. still has them he refuses to sell it no I mean, one I lives there honestly I wouldn't know because I'm in let's see home we have two though and Dang. no one lives in either of them <laughs> No one lives in either of them. I'm I'm like, why do we need two? We don't even live in one. Like, (laughs) Like, y'all don't rent it out or nothing? No. Maybe I should rent it out. I've, girl, you want to talk to my dad? Because we've literally brought him that idea multiple times. You can Airbnb that thing in India, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know how much money he can make Airbnb in that thing out? Girl, no one wants to go visit that part of India. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be surprised. Yeah, we need to talk to you today about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, we went on a cruise um, back in 2020, I want to say. Um, and we went to Mexico. So that was probably the last foreign country mm, that okay. I visited. Yeah. I've never visited a foreign country. I've never <gasps> been out of the country. Oh my gosh, we need to go. Yes. Let's go to Thailand. <gasps> I want to go to Thailand. So I just want to pet a, like, a, like a tiger. Like I want a tiger in my lap and I want to give it milk in a bottle. And okay. I want to. Um, maybe not that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get eaten up by a tiger. But I mean, they're they're tamed. Are they really? <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, and thing about it, I love exotic animals. Like I love seeing videos of tigers and leopards, and so I'm obsessed with them, and I'm still scared of them. I had no idea that you were. Yes, girl. I want. So I why want, would you not want to go to Thailand? I don't know. Oh, it's not. That it's not the animals, it's the fact. Have you ever seen The Impossible? No, 
please watch The Impossible. Because <laughs> I swear to God, if you watch the movie, you would not want to go to Thailand. Oh, well, then I'm going to go to Thailand first, and then I'll watch it. No, you got to watch first. <laughs> I don't want to give myself, like, PTSD before I even do it. That movie is insane. I'm not even going to tell you what happened, because I want you to just watch it, but... <laughs> I think you should just watch it before you go to Thailand. Okay. <laughs> so you can kind of know what you're getting yourself into because this particular movie, it like shows, I'm going to just say it's a natural disaster. Okay. And they have those pretty often. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to watch it first so that if you do or when you decide to go to Thailand, you'll be aware. Okay. I'd rather you be aware <laughs> than not aware. Okay. If that makes sense. I'll be cautious, I guess. <laughs> yes. So, watch that movie. Okay. It's called The Impossible. Got it. <laughs> All right. My question for you. This is level two. Do I believe in ghosts? I think you do. I do. I do, too. I believe in spirits, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a story? With about, spirits? Yeah. Um, I don't think so do you i'm assuming oh, yes. i know you did i figured you did oh but yes. i don't think i do have i've heard of stories and i believe them not and i don't know why i do because the mm. things happened to me where i should believe them at least that i can think of but yeah. i just i believe in spirits i don't know why i don't know why but they're I do. real they're real i think so too um have you ever experienced sleep paralysis no you never experienced sleep paralysis well, do you mean sleep paralysis? Okay, so I've experienced where I dream about certain things that are super vivid, okay. and then I wake up feeling that ex- like that exact feeling that I felt in the dream. Like I ex- okay. like I wake up with that same feeling. That's a part of supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, it's always having something to do with. And of course, this is a psych thing, um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's always having something to do with a conversation I may have had or a thought that I may have had like mm. the day before or the week before or whatever. Yeah. But um, like, I don't think anyone's like came in my dream. Well, actually, that's a lie. I'm sure. I think I've had plenty of dreams where I was being told something, mm. and interesting. I was get, like, yeah, I was like basically making a decision based off of my dream. I have done that. I will. So, yes, I guess hmm. the answer to your question is yes. Very interesting. Well, I have a lot of stories that will kind of freak you out, but we might save that for another time. Okay. Maybe we can do an episode of just Shaylin's ghost stories. Yeah. I would love to tell y'all my ghost stories. <laughs> okay. This is a good question for level two. So, do I consider myself, or I guess, let me change it a little bit. Do you consider me more street smart or book smart? Book smart. Really? Yeah. You're 100% right. Because I think the same <laughs> way. I, well, I've gotten a lot better, y'all, when it comes to common sense over the years. <laughs> Just a lot better. <laughs> but when I was little, like, I had none. I had literally none. But I've gotten so much better from since then, for yeah. sure. But, yeah, I'm definitely book smart. Yeah, you're, you're extremely sorry. Yashimani <laughs> is really, really intelligent. Oh, thank you. I mean, I can't say you're street smart because I never, we would never really talked about stuff like that for me to be like, oh, you're street smart. Yeah. But I constantly say, stay like throwing facts out and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm with you. I'm, and I'm pretty sure anyone who meets me, they're like, oh, yeah, 
she's she definitely she's educated but like you, you throw her out in the woods she's not gonna live and i can tell you i'm not gonna live like you can't i'm not gonna know how to build a fire oh my god no i'm not gonna know how to make my own food i barely can wake my way through the kitchen i can barely make toast y'all please do not sit here and make it seem like you're so pathetic <laughs> like like if i was on what's that movie with um Wilson, what's that movie? Castaway. Castaway. Yeah, <laughs> me? No. Kill me Honestly, now. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I probably wouldn't survive. Yeah, no. I would have been like, where can I go to just pass away on my own? Like, just kill me now. I, yeah. I'm not. Nope. He lived on an island for years. Yep. I don't think I would last. I'd probably give myself three months top. Three I months. wouldn't even give myself three days. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, a little bit of hope. I'm, girl, Shaylin, I. It's like 99 degrees outside right now, and I'm wearing a sweater and like having a heating pad in my lap as I'm working. Like, oh my god! Imagine so me exactly. Imagine me being out on the beach with water, with the tides, with the wind. Not like, tides. I'm not gonna survive that. But it's so beautiful. Like, if you're on the island, it's so pretty. At the end of the day, girl, like, can you die from like excessive, like sadness and tears? People have died from sadness. Okay, well, that would be me. That's stress. Like, yeah. Well, that would be in addition to, like, stress. So, yes, people die from a broken heart. People die from sadness. But over time. Yeah. Okay, this is not over time. <laughs> I mean, like, within 48 hours. Oh, you're not going to die that quick. <laughs> my body's going to give up just as much as my mind just did. Like, you're I'm mentally going to give up. You're going to mentally, like... <laughs> crater yourself to be like oh my god i can't do it and that's how you'll die yeah because you're gonna mentally prepare yourself to die not physically that's it's true. a mental thing for you oh yeah for sure yeah oh yeah y'all sure. my friend can survive i have hope in her <laughs> she's not pathetic as she's trying to make herself seem to be <laughs> but if she was to go and get stranded on an island i really think i would give you a month max Oh, yeah. at least you at have least. some hope for me. At, and that's the very least. So I have hope that well, you can Well, the last only longer. part that gives me hope is the fact that I'm very good at not eating and surviving. So <laughs> that part I'm good with. The only part that I'm not good with is, like, temperature, like, body temperature. That's what's going to kill me. Probably <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yeah, because I, I have – I get cold super easily, so – that's, and it does get cold in, like, certain islands at night. Exactly. That's why and I'm it's worried. it's hot in the daytime. So that temperature change probably will kind of kill you. Yeah. yeah. I'll be sick all the time. Oh. Well, we don't want you to get stranded on the island. Yeah. Right? Let's, let me not get on planes. <coughs> Thailand's just going to have to wait, I guess. Yeah. It's going to have to wait. <laughs> okay. This is level three. Am I a rule breaker or a rule maker or a rule follower? You're definitely not a rule follower. I mean, you are, but that's not like your preferred choice out of the three. Okay. Um... I wouldn't say that you're a rule breaker either. Okay. Um, so, rule maker. Rule maker. I think I'm all three. You no, and yeah, yeah. I agree. But if I had to pick one out of the three, like mm-hmm. if y'all had to rank them, okay. I think rule maker would be number one. You see that? Okay. Yeah. And then rule breaker would be number two. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> for sure. Because I am. Um, I don't know the word for it, but I don't like rebellious sometimes. Yeah, yes, rebellious. I'm very, very rebellious. <laughs> in certain things, not all things, but I can be very rebellious. Oh, well, Shaylin's also very opinionated, y'all. Like, I don't Girl. know if y'all caught that from 
all of our episodes so far, but she's very opinionated, so. I mean, I, I won't deny that, so <laughs> you're right. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to, I want both of us to answer this question. But okay. Last question, y'all. So if I could be a contestant on any game show, which one would I choose? Bullshit. <laughs> so if y'all don't know what bullshit is, <laughs> if y'all don't know what bullshit is, it's, like, it's actually a show on Netflix um, that has a... Howie? Howie? Yes, Howie. Howie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he is the host of Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a pretty cool show. It's kind of like a trivia show, but you basically win money by bullshitting if you don't know the answer. So, right. Um, but I actually would not succeed in that game. But I, I think you would like to play it, though. I would not because I No, would, really? No. Oh, I, I'm a Shaylin, I am horrible <laughs> at show. Like, we just talked about that. Remember when we talked about um, how I show my emotion? Yeah. So, you can tell when I'm bullshitting. Like, my emotion will completely I reflect. don't know, Shivani. I, I can't attest to that. Really? <laughs> I would have to be in that moment to be able to judge that. And That's true. I, said, I, don't, I can't attest to that. I'm sorry. I, okay. I thought about it. Whenever I was watching the show, I was like, I wonder if I could be good at this. But I just don't think I can come up with, like, stories to, like make you think that I know what I'm talking about. And that's pretty much what it is. It's yeah. like it's psychological. It's a very psychological I'm good game. At, I'm good at reading people. I'm not good at doing it myself. That's my problem. That's why I say you should go on it anyway. Because oh, you'll yeah. you'll be good at reading the person. Yeah. You'll be good at calling but them then, on their BS or not. Well I'll win that part, but then when I when I'm the one on the stand and I'm the one having to do it, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can like succeed on that. Girl, you gotta part. fake it till you make it. And that's the part where you make the money. It's yeah. like bullshitting and I don't think I'm good at doing that. But we could practice. We can practice. That's I'm down for that. Okay. But the show I was thinking about was Family Feud. <gasps> oh my god, let's go Family Feud. I love Family Feud. Like y'all. If y'all know me, y'all know I am the bomb at Family Feud. Mike, you know you're listening. You know. Because every time we watch Family Feud, I'll be like, y'all need to take me on Family Feud, bro. Yes. No, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm also very good at it, too. And I just I just find the game fun. Like, it I, is I fun. really do think it's fun. I love Fast Money Round. <laughs> I do, too. I can ace Fast Money. I, I don't know if you guys watch Family Feud, but I highly suggest, like, going on YouTube and looking up, like, family feud comedy like funny videos oh, because there are some hilarious footage girl. of family like contestants on family feud <laughs> there's i could watch that for like days girl um but yeah. let's go let's go let's do it <laughs> oh my god if i would have known you were a family feud fan i would have said that first i did not know see you we're learning feud. new things about each other <laughs> i'm gonna phone that question well, there you guys have it. That was our friend or foe round. Yes. I love this game. I know, me I too. I really like this game. I, I, we should play it on our own time. I'm we sure should. people are probably tired of hearing us. But I think <laughs> that you guys are probably enjoying this because, I mean, we're enjoying it. So I'm assuming right. you guys are. Because it's, it's getting them, like, the opportunity to get to know us a little yeah. bit more and laugh. You know, we're goofy, so... Just to kind of break the ice a little bit before we get into our episode. Yeah. Usually it's like a 10-minute thing, and this is, like, definitely a little bit longer than that. And we apologize. But, you know, we had fun doing it this round. We did. Absolutely. Let us know what you think about that game. (laughs) Yeah, let us know, and um, and we'll keep, you know, keep doing it. Keep doing it. (laughs) Just a reminder, y'all, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook, so join our discussion groups there. We love to hear your thoughts and opinions regarding the cases that we cover. We also... um, 
appreciate any reviews that you guys leave us on, whether that's on the platforms that you listen to us or on the social medias that you guys follow us on. Mm -hmm. Um, That will help our podcast get into the feeds of other true crime listeners such as you. All right, partners in crime, it is my turn to tell the story today. Shaylin, are you ready? I am always ready for your stories. (laughs) All right, so today I am drinking Stella Black. Mm, Yummy. We're drinking Stella. Well, not we. Shivani is drinking Stella Black. But we. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking water. Water. With my lemon. (laughs) Just pretending it to be Stella Black. I can pretend. (laughs) All right, well. Today's case is going to be the unsolved murder of Megan Curl. The resources that I have for this case is unsolvedmysteries.com and lufkindailynews.com. Twenty-six-year-old Megan Curl worked at a local chicken processing plant in Lufkin, Texas. And I'm just going to stop right here and say I have no idea what a local chicken processing plant is. Do you know what that is? I'm assuming it's like one of those factories, like a factory that, you know, processed food, basically. Okay, but I guess what threw me off is the fact that it was like strictly chicken. Yeah, it's like a a chicken factory. Like a poultry factory? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So sadly, her life had never been easy. And again, just to go back a little bit, she's 26 years old and that's how old Shaylin and I are at this exact moment. Hmm. And I wouldn't say that our lives have been super easy, but, I mean, we're here, right? Absolutely. So, in first grade, Megan was diagnosed with mild retardation and required to take special education classes. According to her mother, Sherry, other children often picked on her and made fun of her, which, in my opinion, could not have been easy. Yeah, of course, especially not with that condition, you know? No, exactly, and I I don't know about you, Shaylin, but I feel like me, I don't think that I was, like, picked on heavily mm-hmm. in school but I do think that you know not all of us but a lot of us have some sort of story where we felt bullied in some kind of way yeah um, and I know I have a few of those stories Me myself too. yeah um, and not just a certain age like I mean like in intervals of my lifetime yeah um, while in grade school and I didn't enjoy that at all. So no. imagine, like, actually having a condition and having to go through that repeatedly. Yeah, that's that's really, really sad. And we should not make fun of people like that. Like, they're human. And what that makes you look like such a, a disgusting person when you're treating people like that that way. It's just like, what do you get out of it, you know? Yeah, and like, I mean... What do you get out of that? I, and especially now, like, I feel like with it being 2022... We have so much, like, we have so much technology, we have social media, we have all these influencers, you know, that's in the world that kind of gives us a direction on on the way we feel like we need to be and feel and think and, you know, act and all those things. And I think because of all that, I think bullying is more common than it used to be back in the day, which sucks. And, I mean, it causes so much like there our suicide rates are higher than exactly. it's ever been yeah um and i'm sorry i'm super passionate about the subject so yeah, let's talk i'm about it yeah. i'm very yeah let's talk about yeah, it this is, this is what the story is about you know yeah no so for let's sure talk about it yeah um and so and just my opinion like i just feel like even like one person might not feel like they make a difference 
especially if you're a bystander but you if you are someone that you know people look up to or respect or anything like that like stand up for other people yeah um and you will have other people do the same thing because they look up to you yeah so I'm a strong believer in that for sure and I wish I was able to do that in high school because I feel like I'm not even gonna lie I'm very I've come to the realization that I want to be very honest um, as I grew up and one of the things that I was in high school was a follower I really was I did not I knew what the right thing was and I did not ever speak up for myself or for others when I knew I should have it's it's like peer pressure at that point it is it is and at the time, it was more of, you know, the, the selfish need of, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be the one that kind of falls outside of the group. Yeah. You know? Um, which sucks. It sucks know, that you have that to feel that way. that way. Like, I, I wish I was as independent, I like, as I am now, I wish I was that, like, independent back then. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, now I'm like, I could care less what you think and feel about me. But back then, mm-hmm. it was, like, such an important thing to us. Yeah. I mean, you live, you grow, and you learn. That's just a part of life. Yes. That was beautifully said, Shalom. Thank you. So in high school, Megan and her family settled in Lufkin, Texas. When she was 18, she married and moved to Arkansas. So she was only 18 years old when she got married. Wow. And what year was this, like, around what time? Um, that is a great question. So that was ugh, before 2000. Okay. Yeah, so. So that's not too uncommon for that time for an 18-year-old to be, to be yeah to be yeah, married not too, not too off right yeah um and i think the part that kind of you know that i was uneasy about was the fact that you know she was married at such a young age with the condition that she had yeah and the reason why i say that and of course there's nothing wrong with it i'm not saying that there's you shouldn't be married right. if you have yeah. a condition like that right mm-hmm. everyone's allowed to be married if they want to be married but my thing was is that when you're that young, and of course, when I get more into the story, you're going to understand what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. But um, when you're that young, I feel like you should explore more of yourself. Yeah, I Not agree. just her, not because of her condition. Everybody should, right? Right. And when you kind of learn more about yourself, you kind of learn, you know, what you want and what you don't want. Exactly. Um, and with that being said, the same kind of, you know, happened for Megan because her husband was abusive. And she learned that, of course, after the marriage. Yeah. Um. So because of how abusive her husband was, they soon separated. I'm glad. You know, you don't want to be in an abusive relationship. You don't. And she moved all the way to Arkansas. She went from Lufkin to Arkansas and moved in with her then husband. Um, But I'm glad that she had enough strength to separate from him because a lot of women don't. Especially, you know, being 18. Yeah. Um, But she did. And she returned back to Lufkin, Texas and insisted on getting her own um, one-bedroom apartment. Sherry, Megan's mom, believes that she would have been an easy target for a predator as she was very naive and wanted attention. And who isn't at that age? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Megan was a big fan of nightclubs in Lufkin. Have you ever been to Lufkin? I have. You have? I have not. So I have no idea what Lufkin looks like. It's been a long time since I've been in Lufkin, but as a kid I did go. Is there is there a lot of night like nightclubs there or I was a kid I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. How I does mean, a kid know? <laughs> I will be like, uh, you let your kid go to club. <laughs> well, if you could compare, I guess what I'm asking is because I'm trying to see if Lufkin's like a big city. Like, would you say it's like? It's obviously not Dallas, right? It's not yeah, as big no, as Dallas. No, 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 but no. would you say it's like? Um, what's a good city to compare it to? 
um, like Midland, Texas, kind of. That's kind of the vibe that I'm kind of sorta. It's it's really really country. Okay, so it's probably like local bars and clubs. Then. Yeah, it's okay. it's it gives me a country vibe. Like I said, it's been years since I passed through there, so I'm I'm sure it has developed, you know, a lot more than what I was used to seeing. But it's definitely like a country type of area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, Megan was a big fan of nightclubs. And it was this love that may have led to her demise, as police suspect that a man that she met at one of these nightclubs may have been responsible for her murder. Hmm. On the night of March 25th, 2000, she went to a local nightclub called the Electric Cowboy, which I feel like is, like, I know, I feel like I've heard of that before. Brandy Wills. Brandy Wills, that's where I've heard it! Yes, that's. The same nightclub that Brady Wills I was like went missing from. Shaylin, I literally when I was researching oh this case. Oh my gosh, Shivani. I don't know if it's the right. It's the same place though, because it is. She Brady Wills went missing from Electric Cowboy. Well, it's different city, but it's still the same nightclub. Brady Wills was in Longview at Electric Cowboy. Right, and then this is a Muffkin. So yeah. it's probably like a franchise. Yeah, most likely. That's still weird though. Yeah, wow. Stay, guys, new rule. Stay away from Electric Cowboy. Girl, you won't catch me up in there. <laughs> Trust me. Um, so on the night of March 25th, 2000, she went to a local nightclub called the Electric Cowboy where she was a regular and had many friends. Witnesses saw her talking with an unidentified man who brought her two drinks, which is very specific. Two drinks. Not yeah. one, two. Two drinks. On this night, however, she was asked to leave because of her provocative dancing. It's a nightclub, though. Are you serious? Yes, but you know what? I was gonna kind of bring this up, and I just didn't know how to kind of bring it up in a in a professional way. I guess okay. um, the thing is, is keep in mind that we already kind of addressed the fact that she wanted attention. You know? Yeah. And so, true. Her doing that and, and dancing in a provocative way was kind of basically proving that that is what she wanted was of course attention and then of course with this unidentified man giving her that attention she's basically getting what she's wanting yeah but i mean like and define provocative in that sense it's a nightclub though yeah you know what i'm saying yeah what can be unless she's literally like stripping right yeah that's the only thing i can think of Hmm. okay (laughs) Um, but yeah, so she was asked to leave, and then the unidentified man left and went with her a few blocks down to another club called Sports Shack. Okay, I never heard of that before. Me neither. Um, but another man, a friend who worked there that she knew, drove her home from that club. So from Sports Shack, she went home with someone she actually knew, okay. who dropped her off at her home. Um, she arrived home around 1.30 a.m., and a close friend slash neighbor, um, who was identified as Tanya, waited up to hear the details of her night out. She claims that she and Megan were standing outside on the balcony talking when a man suddenly appeared in a speeding car, coming to a dead stop. Megan said that she believed that it was a friend of hers from the club, so she went down to meet him. Tanya went into her apartment, and when she came back out, Megan was in the car with the man, inside the car. Like, having a conversation with him in the car. I would not know how to feel about that situation. Like, first of all, why are you, like, speeding up to this particular area? Like, yeah. for what reason? Like, I feel like that's really, really unnecessary. And, like, Tanya was saying she believed at that point, I guess, that 
um, Megan knew this person because she got in a car in with a him. car with him right and of course Tanya didn't know who this was and right. I mean they knew each other pretty well they were pretty close friends so that she for the most part knew everyone that mm-hmm. Megan knew um, but I mean I think that at that part Tanya, like at that point Tanya was probably like hmm, she probably just met this guy you know they're right yeah. here right in front of me like w- what's gonna happen so she right. probably went right back in the apartment thinking like let them talk you talk. know but obviously yeah. she was I think that I really honestly believe that Tanya was protective over Megan at least just a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. because she came back out to yeah. check on her right yeah she did yeah. so when she came back out she went back into her apartment and then came back out and the car was still there um, and but Megan and the man were not in the car at this point. So where in the hell did I go? So at around two twenty a.m., Tanya went to Megan's apartment to check on her. So I guess in Tanya's mind, she's like, okay, if they're not in the car, where else could they be? They have to be in her apartment. Like where right. else could she take him? Yeah. Right. So she goes to her apartment to check on her. When she answered the door, that man was with her. That same man that pulled up in front of their apartment. Okay, so what were they doing? Having a nightcap or, you know, like, <laughs> talking further? Like, it was like, okay, you know, at this point, I no longer want to be in the car, so I could just, just come to my apartment and let's talk further or whatever the case may have been at that point. Right. That really doesn't strike me as odd, though, because, honestly, I've been in a situation like that. I'm just like, okay, can we just go up? I don't want to be in a car all day. I'm getting kind of tired. Right. Just come up and just, like, let's just chill. Let's talk. So Yeah. Yeah. So, and so it's probably not right. abnormal. Right, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, so she said that he was a friend of hers from the club and that she was okay. Mm-hmm. So she was comforting um, Tanya, letting her know, like, hey, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Like, I know okay. who this is. Don't keep checking up on me. We're okay. And that's another reason why I think that Tanya was protective over Megan because Megan had to tell her, hey, like, we're okay. Don't worry about me, you know? Yeah. Um, because she went to the lengths of coming all the way up to her apartment to just check on her, you know? She's a good friend. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, I would do that with you, yeah, and oh I yeah. would hope that you would do that with Girl, me. Girl, you have backs me. You already know. I'm going to be beating on you, though. What you doing? You all right? You need some water, son? Like, you good? Like, you don't hate me. Oh, my God. Shaylin would be, like, making up all kinds of excuses to get into that apartment, y'all. Like, I need to, I need to use your bathroom. Can I borrow some sugar real quick? <laughs> First of all, how do you borrow sugar? <laughs> I'm sorry we're going totally off surgery, but I really would find little things just to go check up on Shivani or even any of my friends in that situation. Like, y'all gonna hate me. I'm sorry. Like, no, call me a, annoying, but it's a good thing. No, it's okay. Yeah. I would rather have you check up on me than, you know, not check up on me and then I yeah. wound up hurt or something. Oh, girl, yeah. I'm not leaving you hanging. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> same, no. girl, same. So, uh, Tanya asked Megan again if she was really okay, and of course she said that she was. So, Tanya said goodnight and left. Okay. I mean, at that point, what else can she do, so right? I was about to say, like, she, she did all she could do. Yeah, she and I mean, Megan's over the age of 18, yeah. you know, she knows what she's doing. So, Tanya checked up on her twice at this point. She seemed she, like she was okay. She was told that she was okay, so right. of course she left. So, at around 4 a.m., Megan's neighbors noticed flames in her apartment that's not even two hours later yep not even two hours later what they, in the world i know that's crazy and 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 i don't mean like her entire apartment complex was on fire i mean they just noticed a fire inside her apartment Jeez. so it hadn't even gone outside yet it was just like 
something they notice within her apartment. Mm-hmm. In her unit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Her, inside her unit. Um, the fire department arrived and entered the apartment. They discovered that the fir- fire was confined to her bed. So it started near her bed. What? When it was extinguished, they could not determine what was what caused the fire, but they could, they still made a shocking discovery. Megan's body was tied to her bed. She was not only on her bed, no she was tied way. to her bed. Yeah. Tied to her bed and she it was, was tied. set on fire. Yep. Her body was charred beyond oh recognition. My God. Her wow. throat had been slashed oh to the bone. God. And a plastic bag had been placed over her head. Why though? That's overkill. Yep. I'm sorry, that just frustrated me to a whole new level. Why? What was the purpose? Hi, Crime Critics and Chaos fans. Do you ever look in the mirror and love yourself, but want to be pampered anyway? If so, you aren't the only one. Tia Edwards with Everything Brows and Beauty specializes in makeup, ombre brows, and brow tint and wax. She's also working on coming out with facial care, and if you're anything like me, then your skin must crave nutrients just as much as your body does. So if you or anyone you know are in the Houston area, check out Tia at Everything Brows and Beauty. Again, that's Everything Brows and Beauty. Was there any like sexual assault um so we'll kind of get into that a little bit okay uh and we can kind of talk about whether we think that she was or not but because her body was completely charred beyond recognition i don't think that they were able to determine if she had been sexually assaulted but that's true she was actually uh identified by her dental records that's the only way they could tell who she she was was badly yeah yeah um, Sheesh. Authorities discovered uh, remnants of her, a nightgown on Megan's body. So, nightgown. Shayla, what do you wear to bed? I know that's probably a weird question for me to ask you. <laughs> but um, what do you wear to bed? Just, if I'm being transparent, um, underwear and t-shirt. Girl, me too. <laughs> if And uh, honestly, if you're a girl, for the most part, I think that's what a, what a lot of girls wear. Yeah. Um, like an oversized t-shirt and underwear. I love oversized tees. Same. <laughs> um... But, like, just to, again, ask you a question. When do you ever find yourself wearing a nightgown? Or, like, like Never. a furry or, like, a sexy outfit? Never. <laughs> never. You would never look in my drawer and find a nightgown in there. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, never. I don't wear nightgowns. Yeah. So, when authorities questioned former partners of Megan's, they claimed that her normal sleeping attire was shorts and a t-shirt. So where in the world I get the nightgown from? Well, here's where it gets better. They claimed that she would only wear a nightgown if she was going to be romantically involved with a partner. Okay, that makes sense. So she basically they're trying to say on the long lines that she had on some lingerie. Exactly. Okay. Not a nightgown. Well, that's what that's what they called it. I back know, then. but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> for them to describe it as a nightgown, like this odd. Yeah. It's lingerie. But I mean, teachers on, you know, if you're trying to get freaky <laughs> and you want to put on a nightgown to do that, then, you know, by all means, do you. Yeah. But I mean, like I guess lingerie. back in like 2000 that they, call, <laughs> I mean, it's always been called lingerie, right? But right. I guess like if you want to make it, if you don't want to call it lingerie and you want to make it sound more 
casual. You know, you can call it a nightgown. But it's lingerie. <laughs> that's what she usually wore when, of course, she knew that she was going to be romantically involved with a partner that night. Um, okay. Other than that, she would always wear shorts and a t-shirt, which so makes sense. that kind of goes back to what, we were, what I was asking earlier about the sexual... Exactly. No. Okay. So this led them to believe that her killer was someone she knew. Okay. Um, authorities are certain that her killer was the man that Tanya saw with her earlier that night, but he has never been identified. So I definitely believe it was him. Yeah, for sure. And the yeah. crazy thing is Tanya saw him. Like She literally saw what he looked like. But they never found him again. Never found him again. He never came back to... I mean, of course, he would have no reason to go back to the apartment. If he... Or the clubs, right? Like, if he actually committed the crime, I wouldn't... If Just to say that if I were to do something like that, Mm -hmm. I would never go back to, you know, where it started. Because what if someone identified me and was like, hey, this was the person that that was with the girl that night. Exactly. But do you really think he didn't go back to the club, though? I don't. If Especially if it's a small city. Like... What if he was identified? What if, you know what, if I was an investigator, to be honest, I would, like, have Tanya be like, hey, you're going to go to this club every single night, and you're going to look at all the customers that come in, and you're going to see if any of them match the person that you saw that night. True. I would I would literally that. make her do that. She'll be exhausted because I would definitely make her do that. Yeah, day. but, I mean, that's her friend, so, of course, and the amount, you could tell that she really genuinely cared for her friend. Right. So, she would probably do it. Like, she would probably oh, be I up for it. Oh, I would do it. So, you don't come anymore? That's, you know, you're going to get, it's going to be noticed. That's true. If he was a, if he was a that's what I'm saying. local frequent, yeah. If I were ever involved in a situation where I had to do a sketch, girl. Please, I, I really do hope that I will never be involved in a situation where I have to do a sketch because I will be all over the place. I'll be like, I think he had a beard. I don't even remember anymore because now my mind's effing with me. It's and hard I, to do that. It is hard. Like, imagine having to, like, do a sketch and identify a person. But you know what? Just the littlest details that you could remember could help a lot. Yeah. Especially if you saw someone's face clearly. And people have done sketches, like, with masks on. Right. And that's been successful. So imagine, like, Tanya seeing this man's, like, entire face. Like, in, in sure that little did, town. Though, because she kept, like, going up to them. Yeah. And talking to Megan. I can guarantee you, if he was a local, someone would have recognized oh, him from Bluffkin. I really do think he's a local. I don't get the vibe that he's, like, from out of town. Or, and you know what? I mean, I know this was back in the 2000s, so there's probably not any security camera footage. Mm-hmm. But I, if there was, I would have literally pulled that footage. And I would have sat Tanya down and was like, look through this entire footage and let me know when you see this man. Girl, I'm, I'm on it. Or, like, okay. he bought her a drink. What if he used a credit card? Like, why can't you look at the there's transactions? And, there's so many different things you could do to catch this specific man. In my eyes. Of course, this is back in the 2000s. We could have used cash. There's other, you know, we don't know the whole story. Right. Um, but in my head, I'm thinking of all these alternative ways that we could possibly find him. You're right. But I'm still, st- I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think he's from out of town. I really think he's a local in the fact in itself, if he frequent this bar, because it sounds like he he does frequent that bar. Yeah. To me, I I get the vibe that he is a um, local and he frequents that Electric Cowboy um, nightclub often. Right. So the prime suspect in this case is a white male with blonde hair, a light mustache, and gold rimmed glasses. Now, 
I don't know. To me, a white male with blonde hair is very, like, general description. Yeah. Um, but the only, and then even a light mustache. Like, what is a light mustache? <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. Thing, I swear. <laughs> I was like, uh, Shavani, what does that mean? But, like, like gold-rimmed glasses? Like, that's a little bit particular. Yeah, that is. But still, like, everything else within itself is just, is common. Yeah. It's very common. But, I mean, if, I don't, again, that's why I kind of asked you in the beginning of this mm-hmm. case. Just, like, how big Lufkin is. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from Greenville, Texas, or at least that's where I grew up, um, and it's not like a super small town, but it's not a big town either. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I were to be given a description of that, you know, I would kind of be able to at least pick like 15 people that fit that description, right? you know? Um, and that's a start. Like, that's literally a start. That's narrowing down like 5,000 people, or at least from 5,000 people to at least just 15. And I'm just exactly. saying 15, right? It could probably be like... 100 but still that's still better than that big populated or population that we just went down from it's a lot better to be able to differentiate you know yeah so police also want to speak to one wearing a cowboy hat who megan met at the club he was seen buying several drinks for her but he is not considered a suspect um although they want to question him for any clues to her murder um, and I don't know if this is the same man that, you know, brought her that drink in the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if that's the same man that drove up to her home. So yeah. if you guys remember in the beginning of the story when I was telling you guys about how there was a man who she met at Electric Cowboy who mm-hmm. brought her two drinks and then followed her to Sports Shack, right? Okay. We don't know if that's the same man that drove up to her home whenever Megan and Tanya were talking outside because Tanya didn't know who this man was right. she, and then she also didn't know who this unidentified man was at the at the apartment so she doesn't know if it's the same person so we don't even know if that's the same person or if this was two different men I find it hard to believe it would be two different men because if you think about it if he's following her from one club to another club who's to say he won't follow her to a house at this point you're like following me like a little bird right and but the thing is it's the two different well I kind of want to say two different descriptions mm-hmm. but I guess the public, whoever they asked, right? Yeah. They, um, those witnesses stated that the person or the man that was buying her drinks that night was wearing a cowboy hat. But whenever okay. Tanya met that, what whoever that man was that kind of came to the apartment, Tanya said that that man didn't have a ha- cowboy's hat on. He had glasses on. And again, okay. I don't know if you, again, I don't, I didn't only, I can only go based off the resources that I have. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can compare those two things. Maybe he took off the hat. I was saying maybe he so, definitely took off the hat. If he took off the hat, well, did this man have glasses? You know, and yeah. there you go, same man. But if they he didn't have glasses, then we're kind of like, mm, okay, maybe two mm, different men, you yeah. know? I can see that for sure. Um, but he, the, that man, the one with the cowboy hat that they are trying to find, he is a white or Hispanic male with dark complexion and dark hair. Hmm. Very different description than the first one, so. Yeah. So it could, could be different. Could be different. Two different men, yeah. Different. Okay. For sure. Um, so Megan also had an ex-boyfriend who was also considered a suspect in her murder. His name was Tim Purvis. Purvis. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, (laughs) Before she died, she had testified about him being abusive, which led to his parole being revoked. Um, Again, this is not her ex-husband. This is her ex-boyfriend. I was going to ask you that. Was that the ex-husband? Okay. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. He was released from prison about one week prior to her murder. 
However, though, he had an alibi for that night, and he later died in an accident in 2003. In 2012, a retiring Lufkin police officer stated that he believed that they knew who killed Megan. However, they did not have enough evidence to charge that individual, and the case still remains unsolved. I really do not like endings like this because it's just like, where do we go from here? You know? Yes. It's so many questions and answers. And the fact that they like to say, oh, we think we know who did it or we know who did it, but we don't have enough evidence. Well, how do you know that person did it if you don't have enough evidence? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just odd. It's, it's a really great area with that. But I, I get it. Of course, they're not going to tell us all the information that they have because they want to be able to have all their ducks in a row yeah. before they prosecute well, that person. And here's the thing that will, for me, is there's a difference between circumstantial evidence and like actual foolproof DNA evidence, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so I think a lot of what they probably have is circumstantial and it probably won't hold up in court. And mm, because yeah. of that reason, they're like, we know who it is, but we're not trying to prosecute this person because we know that there's no way a jury is going to convict this person. Yeah, so we're not even going to try to take it to court because we're not going to take the chance of losing it. We would rather wait and keep working on the case and you know keep mm -hmm. gathering more evidence the more we get the better the outcome will be when we finally do take this person to court right but at this point like this was back in 2000 y'all like it's been 22 years how, how much more evidence can you get at this point like test your luck no, and take this person to trial no evidence at this point and like you were saying just to circle back to what you were saying about being um that person being prosecuted you can't take their person to court and be tried for the same crime twice so they really have to be careful with that because there'll be double jeopardy at that point and if he's found guilty the first time well, they're not going to acknowledge you can't. the second time so you can do unless like you said yeah. i know what you're trying to say unless yeah. you do have evidence for sure yeah but they and don't that's <laughs> if it gets appealed like yeah. if, if um if i mean if they get if whoever this person is does um the jury comes back with a verdict of guilty then mm -hmm. he, then of course whoever this perpetrator is can obviously you know uh, ask for an appeal yep. or if they're proved not guilty by the jury then the prosecutor can ask for an appeal but right. again you only have two chances after yeah. two chances you're done like but that that first chance is going to be harder because that's how i was saying that first mm -hmm. chance is going to be hard you have to come harder the next time yeah because in situations like this it is hard to try to uh, prosecute that person a, a second time yeah. You have to have some really hardcore evidence. You have to, ha and I mean like blood. Yes. DNA, some, some type of DNA for that, from that actual person for that to hold up in court. If you don't have that, you're not going to go nowhere with it. It's, so, yeah. and I feel like with a lot of small town crimes like this, um, or smaller mm -hmm. town crimes, I feel like circumstantial evidence is a lot more prominent. And reason why is it because is. there's less you know less people less mm -hmm. population i guess is what i'm trying to say um there's more gossip there's more word yeah. out you know and, and i think that's the reason why the cops i think know who did it mm -hmm. um based off of all of their findings based off of what the town's saying based off of what they know and whatever their story is that, that they know but they just don't have any actual physical evidence tying yeah. this person to the crime itself exactly but to me that is a horrible crime for you to be just doing once this person probably only did this once because i haven't i actually looked it up to see if there's any other similar crimes such mm -hmm. as this in lufkin texas and there isn't this is the only one where you will find 
a woman tied to her bed and then like her throat is slashed and then her body is set on fire. That is a Jeez. crucial way to murder someone. He but could have just shot though? her, whoever but it was. Why? What was the reason for it? What was the reason? And like, think about it this way. Okay, like he slashed her throat. To me, like if you're gonna kill someone, you either shoot him or you, you know, you stab him, right? Right. This person slashed her throat. Okay, I'll get past that. I don't know why he, you know, this person didn't just like you know stab her in any other way. He decided to use her throat. So for me, that's clue one that it was personal. Here's a second clue for me that it was like super personal. He had a bag over her head. It was like he did not want to see this girl's face. Yeah, this is this is very personal. I do honestly believe that the person that murdered her did know her. I do not see this being a crime of opportunity. Like in and, that sense to where it's just like a stranger that committed this crime. I really think that it was the man that came up to the apartment that night because that window of time is way too way too quick or that boyfriend that was abusive i mean i know he said they said that he had an alibi but again you know i just read to you that one of the resources stated that they believe that they know who the killer is they just don't have enough evidence to convict this person maybe it is the boyfriend because they have an alibi but that alibi is probably not super solid you know Mm -hmm. where it's like they can prove it but they have it or I guess what I'm saying is that alibi that they have on this person, it could have been forged. Yeah. But they have no way of proving that that alibi was forged. Yeah. Because he's already shown violence. So this is like, right. you know. But if uh, you're going to do that, you need to go back to the ex-husband because he was also abusive. But he was all the way in Arkansas. I mean, he could have I mean, still done it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he still could have done it. But, but still, like, I need, I need more evidence. I need more information as to why they feel like the ex-boyfriend is a suspect besides the fact that he was quote-unquote abusive yeah i need way more evidence than that and it's but isn't it crazy that it happened all on the same day that this man was in if the, if it wasn't that man that you know that tanya saw i'm saying like, isn't it the eyes yeah it could have been any other night that this could have happened it had to be the night that he was there if it was somebody other than him yeah but what are the odds of that you know yeah. i'm not saying that it's not possible anything's possible but I really think that the fact that the, the man that Tanya saw that night with Megan in that short window of time, it's like a no-brainer. Like, he had to be the one to murder her. Yeah. He had to. Like, I could be wrong. Like, this is just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I just feel like that's way too quick. Do you think that she just, like, she had just met this man, or do you think that she knew him already? I really do not know. Because, like, I, I feel like if she know. knew him already, then Tanya would have knew him or knew of him, right? She would have, Megan would have definitely talked to her about it. Yeah. About this particular, if they knew of each other and they had, like, a thing going on, she would have talked to her friend about this man. Yes. So, I don't know, though. I really know if she was, if she just met this guy at the club and they just, you know, hit it off and he just came to see her at a home. But I feel like, how do you even if that was the case that she just met him at the club and she didn't know him how did he know where she stayed yeah that's true so unless she told him that's yeah true. unless she did tell him at the club like hey come pull up yeah this is my address but i don't know girl that's hard yeah that's hard there's like in this case there's so like there's so many like players or so many yeah. suspects i feel or not suspects necessarily but persons of it, interest. I, you know you're right i think there is yeah person of interest yeah you're right um, but also suspects too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause honestly, him, um, the guy with the cowboy hat, 
he's a suspect, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they named him, it sounds like he may be a suspect or a person of interest. And then the ex-boyfriend. Right. So, if we don't want to say they're suspects, they're definitely persons of interest. So, that's still a lot of people to consider. But, honestly, another thing I was thinking about before all of that was... I really think Megan's condition is what is why she was taken advantage of. I am 100% in agreement with you. I do too. I completely They definitely agree. took advantage of her because of her condition. And that sucks even more. Mm-hmm. This is like, why? It's almost, and it's almost like she couldn't even defend herself because no. of that reason, you know? And that's why I, I, I hate that for her. I hate that. Yeah, it's also, it sucks. Because even her mom says she was naive. Mm-hmm. And her being naive could have definitely put her in, in a situation where she trusted too much. She trusted too many people. And that's why I said in the beginning of this case when I kind of started talking about I foreshadowed a lot in this case. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's why in the beginning when I had said she got married at 18 and, you know, I kind of encourage everyone not just her because of her condition but everyone to kind of focus on themselves before getting married at such an early age that's why i said that because of uh, because of the condition she had because of the trauma that she went through growing up yep she literally like went through trauma where she felt neglected by friends because she didn't have any because of the condition that she had she literally was pushed away by everybody she nobody she didn't have friends and for that reason she's like craving attention she wants friends she wants someone like men to give her attention because she didn't get that growing up and so now she wants it more than normal um because she didn't have that she thinks that's what she's supposed to have she saw that she saw other people having that and she thought that that's what she yeah and that's kind of what made her naive and that and when you look at it in that perspective that's what made this case so much more sadder yeah so much more sad and you know what um whether you are you have a friend and it's not just if you know somebody in this condition it has nothing to do with the condition on its own yeah it could just be if you know somebody who doesn't you know get as much attention as much as you think that that person deserves right give them that attention even being their friend is attention because you guys have no idea i mean i'm sure you guys do but just thinking about if you really deeply think about it Imagine you as a person, just close your eyes, close your eyes for just a little bit and think about what if I had no friends? Yeah. What if I had no friends? What if I didn't have someone who cared about me? And I'm not saying that Megan didn't have anyone who cared yeah, about her. Yeah, she clearly had people. She had, yeah. And, and of course, she grew up having more people because mm-hmm. she had Tanya as her friend, right? Mm-hmm. But like growing up, you know, she probably only had her mom, right. which she, who I know loved her. But like, come on now. We didn't want our parents to be our best friends growing up our only, only friend, yeah. yeah we wanted to have other friends that were our own age that we can talk to and relate to exactly. and imagine not having that like not having that one person you can speak to about things that you're thinking about things that you're going through mm-hmm. all of that you don't have that you're literally to yourself and you kind of build that in your own mind and you don't have an outlet to let that out you know and talk about right. that and so you let that build up inside your own head and then it gets too much and you overflow yeah. and you because you don't have any advice from anyone to give that to to kind of tell you like hey it's okay to feel that way it's okay to think that way i'm here let's hang out let's do this let's mm-hmm. go they, she didn't have that you have to find you know other ways to be able to feel that connection mm-hmm. and that was her way of connecting trusting 
too easily because she didn't have that growing up and I'm I'm completely I'm someone who always says right now like I want to be in my own bubble like I just want to be but I deep down I know even though I say that I am very appreciative of like you and like all my friends that I have same I keep it small but I'm very appreciative of all the people that I have in my life because I know that the people I do have that I keep in my circle I, I keep them close because I trust them exactly. and I know I can count on them and as much as I say I like to be by myself in my own little bubble I know that without them I would literally go insane yeah I agree. So I hate, I would hate that for people to not have that outlet. Like, to have a friend to kind of yeah, go to. That's, that's really hard to deal with, especially developing into your adult life. Mm-hmm. You're going through all these transitions in life. Yeah. That's hard. It's and, already hard to transition yeah. into adulthood anyway, but transitioning into an adulthood without having that scope of friends and, and having that, it's even harder to yeah. do that. And sometimes, like, parents don't recognize that they don't see that and not every parent is the same and I'm not saying that Sherry was but you know and even if parents do recognize that what can a parent do a parent cannot force their child to have a friend other than to be their friend and again you can be their friend as much as you want but if a child doesn't want you in their life to a certain extent they don't want you to in their life to a certain extent this case is very very overwhelming and I really hope that they find who brutally murdered her because they have no reason to do that. None at all. There was no excuse for you to murder that woman the way that you did. Like, you overkilled her. You did. Overkilled for, for like, why? I just keep going back to, like, why? What was your reason for doing that? She was clearly harmless. Why would, did you do it just for the pleasure because you just wanted to see a, a, someone like her suffer? Because you feel like you you have the power over her to do that. Mm-hmm. That's sick. You're evil. You're sick minded. And it's but did you notice a pattern that that's who she like that's yeah. who she attracted? Yeah, so I was gonna say that she, she attracted those type of people, abusive, mm-hmm. narcissistic. And it's because she, and again, it's because of everything she went through that she gave these men the power to control her because she thought that was what was right like that's what she grew up seeing so she's like oh this is what's normal when it's not it's not normal and unfortunately she attracted the wrong men Mm -hmm. and i hate that for her rest in peace rest of soul self-love is something that i'm like so super like i'm so that is one thing that i will make sure that my child isn't like has for sure oh, self love yeah. and I, girl Definitely. I'm gonna make sure that your child does too. Um, <laughs> we're that's the first thing we're gonna Thank teach you, him or sure. her is going to be <laughs> self love. Um, Absolutely. I mean, obviously, him or her is gonna be loved regardless, but at least even teaching them to love themselves. Absolutely. Um, self love no is what. the greatest love you can ever have. Mm-hmm. You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else or allow other people to love you. You have to love yourself first. So I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, because anybody could leave you. Even, you know what, to be completely honest, your parent can abandon you. Your spouse can abandon you. Your friends can abandon you. But the one person who will never abandon you is yourself. Absolutely. Well, thank you for telling me the story. I'm definitely going to be thinking about this. And... This case really is, is, is sticking with me for some reason. Just you know, you always have that one case that stick with you, or a couple of cases. This one is definitely going to stick with me. Me too, for sure. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and I, again, it, I think part of that reason is because I'm I'm such a strong believer in, in bullying yeah. and, and things like that. So, 
I'm with you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but thank you so much for letting me tell you the story, and Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, um, please let us know. Please keep supporting us. Tell your friends, share, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or YouTube. Uh, this will qualify you for a shout-out whenever we start doing those again. Yes. <laughs> but we just need a little bit more interaction from you guys, so please go ahead and let us know what you guys thought about the episode. Yeah, please um, let us know. Especially on this one, because, guys, this was probably one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded so far. I think so. I think this you did really, really well to tell this story. I mean, granted, you always do well, but this one really oh, was you. a great story. Yeah, I, I literally put my... I want to say I put my heart into it as far as... I think but you did. I think I put my heart onto all, into all cases, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but as far as explaining, you know my feelings towards the victim this one was probably the one that i felt the most connected to because i feel so strongly about about that i can agree so um yeah let us know what you guys think um but thank you guys so much for listening and all of your support and we couldn't do it without you guys thank you we'll see you next time see you goodbye bye